0: is Tagore Almeida from the Uncultured yeah. Company and welcome to my podcast A Pint of Imbecile Wisdom where I usually talk to everyday people with everyday stories who have great inspirations for the rest of us. Today is different on many, many, many levels. One is that this is the first and the only guest so far that I've had from my previous podcast appearing back uh, in, in, in this season of my podcast. I'm privileged to be able to say that I've uh, really had the have the privilege to be in such close proximities as a friend to my to my guest today. He is obviously uh, the founder of one of India's most iconic fusion rock bands, uh, Indian Ocean. And he's moved on since then. He's been doing a lot of stuff on his own. But today, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about him. But I really want to focus. As I said, it's a very different podcast for me. I want to focus on one of his songs, one of his masterpieces called The Depth of the Ocean. When I heard it uh, a, a months ago, when I was doing my research, when I first podcasted him, uh, I was immediately attracted to it. The melody is hauntingly addictive. It's, there's something about it, but the complexity through me just, me out of the, of the zone that I thought I was in and I had to listen to it a number of times and over the past few months it's become one of my top five songs it's up there with Kitaro's the light of the Spirit and I've actually find comfort in the melody of that piece so I thought and also because I'm you know uh, taking advantage of my 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 connect with uh, with the gentleman, I thought why not do a podcast and just talk about the song, because there's so much of depth, not only in the technicalities of, of the song and the music, but the soul and the heart behind it. So Susmit Sen, welcome back to my podcast. It feels like homecoming.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Tagore. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, this is the first interview of mine, which is going to talk about only just one song. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you. Yeah. yeah. So
0: obviously, just as a very quick back- backdrop to some people who might not have heard from you, especially people from abroad. So, Sushmit so Sen as I said, it was the founder of this iconic rock fusion band called Indian Ocean, and he's moved on since then. And he's uh, and you've been doing a number of projects like the Iceberg Project and so forth, working with some very talented musicians in india and abroad as well Uh, and what i want to talk to you today is a piece of music called the depth of the ocean as i said in my introduction So, so it's it's a ten and a half minute song it's instrumental it's got one main melody flowing through it but you like typically like all your other songs you break into different tempos different rhythms different melodies for a bit, but you're still teasing us with that same sort of haunting piece of the core melody around the song, okay? So before we talk about the technicalities, the depth of the ocean, to you, what is this song about and how did it come along?
1: Uh, Well, this is one of my first compositions. I had composed it way before I formed Indian Ocean. I formed Indian Ocean in 1990 and I composed this piece, I'm sure, around 84-85. I remember playing with Oshim as a duo in first ever performance, uh, kind of a semi-professional performance in 1986. And uh, where there was just, yes, um, my guitar and just uh, crushed. So that is how uh, uh, it all started. Somehow, it never got included in the repertoire of uh, Indian Ocean, but the composition just stayed like that. And after I left Indian Ocean, I, uh, in fact, I was with Indian Ocean when I came up with a solo album called Depths of the Ocean. So that's how it was, uh, it came out. Yeah. OK. so uh
0: what was the what was the soul the inspiration behind this I mean what what was going on in your life because you and I talked about about the song but uh, uh, let's not reveal that to the audience yet but what were you going through what led to this
1: composition um I would not remember because it's been almost 30 37 years back composed it but Slow and steadily, there is a particular story that formed in my mind, in which I always tell the audience that uh, this, is, this particular song has a story. Although I think all my compositions do tell a story. And um, yeah, so it has got various different movements and the story goes like this. Uh, it's about, imagine a creature coming out from the depths of the ocean. Uh, the, it, it, you can imagine it as smoke. You can imagine it as something which you can't see but you can feel it. But it comes very slowly. It is enormous. The most beautiful part about this creature when it is coming with such, uh, you know, uh, gigantic proportions, it is not scary to the people. It is not scary to the people. So it comes and you will see in the composition, it kind of, in the beginning, it kind of rises to a uh, tendo and then it drops, it basically settles down in society. And when it settles down in society, what it brings is peace, absolute peace, which people are extremely happy with. So, um, uh, and then what happens, the rulers and the politicians, they kind of get very insecure and uh, they start, uh, start uh, you know, telling the people that this peace is not for you, you should let it go. But the uh, people have loved the peace and the tranquility so much that they should back at the uh, rulers and the politicians that we do not need you anymore we are happy without you. So this kind of goes back and forth and there are some micro uh, incidents and uh, uh, that, that you can you can feel in composition, maybe uh, parents playing with the children or mother harassing a child. So that particular uh, micro level of uh, the view of the society also uh, comes out in the composition. But this relentless uh, uh, shouting between the masses and the politicians. That continues. news. And at the end of the song, the creature basically goes back into the ocean just the way it had come out, almost saying that you people do not deserve this. See, you know, when you told me this story
0: many months ago when we were talking about this, my immediate connect was it's a reflection of today's society between, uh, you know, humanity yes and the political leader, leaders the humanity and the religious leaders who get insecure yeah. it's almost like you know when i what came to my mind to speak was this you know the christians believe in the second coming of christ and if christ came and came back today i mean would i feel that he would have he would go through the same sort of story that your creature from the ocean goes because they, uh, they come some Messiah, or you know the way you want to look at, and like all the other prophets in our world and the Messiahs who came mm. to do good in the world, and at, at the right. end of it, you know it's either us or those who got insecure because of their the, it, it threatened their power, actually either kill them or send them away or poison us against them. So this in that one song, mm. I felt such a huge connect between how society is today and how humanity has been. And potentially will be also but it's it's amazing but you know i don't want to get to the techn- technicalities of it but i like the way you talk about how all of a sudden things change and you know because in 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 the around the fifth minute you kind of just break loose from the whole thing i think uh, and you kind of go on a different melody you go to a different tone a different zone altogether but around that ab- about the seventh minute you come back haunting us again with the reminder of the core melody, and then you do the same thing. At, I think at the mm. ninth minute also you do something else. But what's great about this song is that the melody stays with you. You know, the core uh, mm. bit of the actual song stays with you. It's it's uh, it's hauntingly beautiful. If I if if I may use that terminology. Thank you. It's hauntingly beautiful. As, as I said, I hear myself humming it every now and again. You know, even when I'm not even listening to it, because it's got that effect. And I think, you know, when you told me the story and now, as you said with our audience, it's a really thought-provoking thought. And I hope that people who listen to this song going forward will always see it as a reflection of ourselves as to what do we do to the goodness that comes in our midst. You know, and that's what I think wraps up that whole song for me. But you said that you composed that song, uh, you know, way before you formed Indian Ocean. But uh, you recently sort of put it out there with some very talented musicians. Uh, you know, you had uh, Melanie on the keyboard, and you had this really young guy. Sorry, I don't get. It, I can't remember his name on the drums.
1: Nandit, 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 Nandit
0: Desai, yes, Nandit Desai yeah. on drums. Sorry, so. It's just the three of you sort of playing this 10 and a half minute odd song, different tempos, complexities. There's not even a single score music sheet in front of anyone. And I know that you personally don't read music, but Melanie, I know, comes from a very classically trained background. And Nandit, I'm I'm not sure of. But how did that happen? How do you get people to play with you for 10 and a half minutes you know, on a song that is so complex?
1: Uh, Well, I would actually say that Depths of the Ocean is one of my uh, least complex songs. Um, A whole lot of other songs are way, way more complex. Um, And what you're talking about the melody right from the very beginning of the song. What I, uh, in the composition, what I see is the texture of sounds uh, rather than melodies. But melody comes in the you know, in the middle of the song in the initially there is a texture of the sounds of uh, the piano the guitar and uh, the drums uh, uh, it's more of a chord progression uh, but the melody comes in later on and that melody also there are, there are three four different parts of the melody also I must talk about the fact that when I first brought out this particular uh, uh song which was the title track for uh, my first solo uh, endeavor um out there there were vocals there were vocals and there were really fantastic other musicians and the instrumentation was very very because there was no piano there but when i uh melanie in with the piano i do away with the bass because she's doing a lot of stuff on her, uh, you know, uh, lower frequencies. So uh, the whole, uh, uh, what should I say? The it uh, it it has come out with a completely different complexion. So and I love it, and I love it, too. and I love both the words, both the versions. Okay, but you know, the thing is
0: that. Uh as I said, there is a beautiful soul behind the song, but there's also an intellectual sort of intelligence, you know, even though you might not admit that it's one of your most complex, but but it is. I mean, it, it, it's not everybody's cup of tea to be able to listen and to appreciate uh, to ap- appreciate the song, you know. Uh, but how did, what do you think Melanie and nandit brought to this version of the song? that is currently on YouTube?
1: Um, uh, Nandit has played the drums um, um, initially when the the initial part of the composition where uh, the depiction of uh, this creature coming into this particular earth or uh, society that particular part uh, most of the development to the crescendo happens with all three of us slowly, slowly, slowly building it up, okay. The tempo does not change, but uh, the the overall flavor, it keeps building. So, it happens because my strumming starts becoming slightly more heavy towards the end. Uh, his playing is very sparse uh, when this playing initially, but he has to keep on developing it so that we build it for the same with Melanie, so initially you will see that the playing is very soft and it is fast but it becomes more and more accentuated uh, towards the end of the first part which basically um, makes the creature arrive into the society and after that again it brings in peace so that that, that peacefulness has to be put it by the three of us. So uh, the drums almost comes into just keeping the tempo and uh, Melanie and I, we continue with the tunes that are there. Um, so uh, in a nutshell, both of them have gotten a fantastic amount of emotions this particular uh, track, no doubt about it. And especially the middle part, where you said that I completely changed into something else where i think it's the micro part of the society that i'm looking at out there uh, because the piano came in there were certain phases that i could elongate and melody kind of uh improvise on that and uh, there are some god changes which uh, i enjoyed playing those parts very much yes
0: but you know what so here's the thing that you've already got a song you've had it for a long time it had vocals on it and then you bring these two very talented musicians and say we're going to redo this song without the vocals and still express the whole emotion behind the message of, of this song right what was their initial reaction to it did they want to run away or did they say like uh, let's do something
1: else uh, no, actually, uh, on the contrary, uh, when uh, we were thinking of doing, you know, working together, especially with uh, Melanie, we were doing Death of the Ocean in Switch with 10 Chronicles without Melanie before I met Melanie. So, uh, this was a part of two. Uh, but Melanie herself had suggested, why don't we uh, pick this particular song up and let's see what we can do with the piano one. So, uh, the question of did not come up at all. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, I think I think it's, uh, I don't know how much of work went behind it, but synergy between the three of you on that is just incredible. It is absolutely incredible, just mm-hmm. the way, and you know, you talked about the starting of the song. You know, I know that Nandit starts like playing with the cymbals a bit, and then Melanie comes in. Uh, just introducing us to the tune a bit on the piano and then and then the mm. guitar takes over and, you know, obviously takes it...
1: You know. No, no, that's not actually true. It is Nandit who's playing on the cymbals almost trying to uh, make it sound like the waves of the ocean and then the guitar comes in and after okay. I play a kind of uh, uh, bass pattern on that, uh, later the piano joins me. Okay, my apologies. Okay, sorry. So, so there's the symbols, the, the waves,
0: the newcomer. Yeah. you sing singing to the melody, and then Melanie comes in and sort of backs it up uh, with, with what she does. That's right. On the piano.
1: So she's not just backing it up. There's a chord progression, chord uh, progression that when I used to play it live. Uh, what happened since uh, there was nobody else to play the chord progression, I had to stick to that. But when Melanie came in, when she took on the, uh, um, uh, there are three cycles of the first part. So when she took on the uh, rhythmic part of it or the the, the chord progression part of it, I could take a solo. So at the end, the the third cycle of the first part, where Melanie takes off and I'm holding the chord pattern. Okay.
0: So for me, there were two points especially in, in, in this song, the first one was at the 5th uh, minute and 30 seconds when everything just goes very quiet, it goes into a very peaceful kind of kind of space and it, it almost moves away from the actual melody or the tune of the actual, of, of the core song. So is that when you were representing peace between mankind and the creature? It, it, I no, right?
1: I think that is, the. I do not know exactly which part is coming at five minutes, something, but uh, uh, after the first bit of development and the crescendo happens, after that, the piece is depicted. And when the part that you're talking about is, I think the part when I'm talking about the micro aspect of society, where the you know, you see a mother carrying her child, you're talking about, you know, uh children playing you are talking about uh a lot of uh, there is there is a lot of playfulness out there and and there is nothing uh which talks about the fight that is going on between the politicians and the uh masses out there so i think that is a part where i think it is it is almost playful and it is beautiful it is very intimate if if that's
0: what you're saying, so what's really sad is that part only lasts for about just over a minute and a half and then it goes back to to how this how the piece was. So so why if you're if you if you're reflecting such beautiful peace and harmony, why was it for just such a short time in the middle of the song? What happened? what was as the composer, what happened after
1: that? Um, as a composer, let me uh, just try and say this that every composition has to have a beautiful balance. Just because you're liking a particular part you cannot possibly, you know, uh, take it uh, and make it much, much larger than uh, that. Only to depict that little bit. But it is very. Uh, almost uncanny that you decided to uh, have a chat with me uh, on this particular number just mm-hmm. the day before yesterday a very close friend of mine who's an amazing theater person and i can say that he's kind of world famous uh because he's been doing his uh, directing his plays and his, his plays are being directed all over the world and uh in england in uh, the u.s and all over the place these theater companies have come and asked him to do he day before yesterday actually said that he wants to make a film which which will be no not a either a film or an opera on depths of pure wow. so if the opera actually does take place if, if that take place then all these Smaller parts of the composition definitely be elongated.
0: Okay, but coming back to this thing, then you're saying at, I know this, but I've listened to it a number of times today, preparation for this. At the fifth minute and thirty seconds, it all breaks into this beautiful thing called peace, you know, and 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 a calm and everything. But at the seventh minute and ten seconds, it goes back. <laughs> So in your storytelling, you know, this messiah has come and everything is peaceful in your mind. So Smith, what, why was it so short lived and why did it go back to how life was before the calm? I mean, as a composer, as a human being, what was the rationale behind
1: that? Uh, look, the story has come up much, much later, and uh, what you're telling me—the the the full part is for about two minutes. Two minutes? Not? It's not. It's uh, a minute and a half period because. Yeah. Uh, okay, minute and a half. Nowadays you have songs which are just two, two and a half minutes, of minute song. Okay, so a uh, minute and a half, a little more than that. Uh, I don't think it's that that. Uh, and if you actually see it properly, it should be more than two minutes. Okay. It should be more than two minutes. Um, but you may be right. You're the second person I know who has come up to me and who has said that I have analyzed your piece second by second. The first one happened in Hyderabad when you were playing there and this gentleman comes up after the show. Before the show, he came during the sound check. And then he uh, started dissecting kandisa Second by second, this happens here, this happens there, and this happens. And I do not really remember how he had kind of dissected the whole thing, but but it was very uh, amusing for me that somebody uh, actually does that. You know?
0: <laughs> uh, but, yeah. No, but I think with people do that, is because there is a connect with the music that you make. There is a huge connect between the music that you make you know if someone's sitting down and wants to go and party and listen to lyrics that make no sense that's all respectable but when somebody sits down in appreciation of actually a piece of music that has doesn't have uh, the vocals to tell a story you know but actually lets a soulful connect between the music and, and themselves happen that's when somebody would come up and start dissect, dissecting it at the level that mm. this gentleman was this gentleman doing. Because it, coming back to the depth of the ocean, you know, as I said, it's a 10 and a half minute song. At the 8th minute and 30 seconds, again, you go on a different tangent altogether. And it's almost like, if I had to leave the room when the song started, and if I had to come back at the 8th minute and 30 seconds, I would think that it's another song playing, you know? Mm. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. You're talking about the part where the, the fights, the fight actually intensifies to push this creature back, to go back into the ocean. So uh, so that's the part that you're talking about, yeah. So how do you, uh, yeah, and that's
0: the part, which again, it, it's, it only lasts for about, I think a minute or so, and then you go back to a lovely, beautifully close uh, the song and the storytelling, and it actually closes with the same calm At which it originally started and to me what i took from that was come a messiah you know for the good of mankind uh, and it goes away and we are back to square one because we just don't have the sensitivity or the intelligence if i may say to appreciate the goodness that comes into our lives you know i I don't know whether you felt the same way when you were trying to tell the story but that's what i got out of it.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely what it is. I mean, our society has to mature, that maturity has not yet come. And that's what I firmly believe. We, we have to mature as human beings, ourselves, and then as a society. And uh, it's, it's anybody's guess when it is going to come. On
0: that point, let me ask you a question then. How important is music in that journey, you think? Or music uh, uh, and other forms of art and literature and intellectual uh, uh, minds that create uh, pieces of work, be it music, films, theater, paintings. How important is it? Let's stick to music on that question. How important is music for humanity to evolve? I wouldn't say to a higher level, but in fact, I would say to go back to the simplicity of our creation.
1: I think it completely depends from individual to individual. You cannot possibly make a general statement and talk about that society will improve. If good music comes in. There are people who do not like music. People who do not want to be with music. I've met people like that. Okay, so uh, uh, um, uh, and and By and large, although I will say that music does affect people uh, and and if they are uh, identifying with the music that they are listening to, then probably it has uh, a positive effect. But uh, um, when you hear intense music, you have to be an intense person to uh, be able to feel those intense uh, emotions. There is a lot of frivolous music, and I think 99% of the music that you are hearing nowadays is frivolous. Okay, but there are a few segments of the society who do like to believe that you know there is in our lives; it is not just uh, fun and frolic and frivolous. So uh, they do search for music that can take them to. The various depths of different kinds, not just the depths of the ocean.
0: You know, it's funny because I was uh, watching an interview uh, where Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits said that the songs are so important to him because they are part of people's history. So, you know, music plays a huge part in this journey that we call life. You know, whether you go through a, a breakup or whether, you know, it's a success, it's a road trip. The songs that you listen to in those moments in your life stay with you as the custodians of those memories, you know. Because every time you hear a song, you would immediately remember a part of your life where it, you know, that yep. song became a part. It, it becomes like yep. a, it becomes like a a gift wrap around that that experience in your life, whether it was a tragedy or a. Or a happy moment or you know whatever it may be and I think music that's why I think plays a huge part in in mm-hmm. in, in what we do. I mean you know th- there were two tracks just to sort of change uh, the conversation a bit, there were two tracks in my life that had immediate impact on me. One was a song mm-hmm. called The Lonely Shepherd by George Zamfer on the on the pan flutes you know and, and mm-hmm. I heard it and I remember I heard it sometime in the morning when I was was probably 12, 13 and by the time I went to bed that night, I had had a complete story in my mind just based Mm. from that song that I'd heard for the first time and I heard it. Mm. The second thing was The Light of the Spirit by Kitaro. When I heard that song uh, when I was in my early 20s, there was a connect that I just even today do not know what that connect is but when I listen to that song, It can either get me out of of something that I'm, you know, in the dumps, or it can elevate me, or it can even take me down into a very low spot if I want to go there because I want to write something. And I'm not flattering you, but the depth of the ocean has come into that same category for me now. You know, it gives me...
1: Thank you, I'm honoured.
0: No, it gives me a satisfaction, emotional satisfaction. And I really like all our listeners to be able to listen to this track I'm going to put this track the link to it on, on uh, uh, in the description of this conversation but with your kind permission I'm also playing it for the f- I'm breaking the norms of my podcast and I'm not using my normal track and I'm using this in the background just to bring that reflection out yeah so another thing smith, thank I'm you going. no come on I mean I'm just mm-hmm. honored to be able to do this with you so so another thing sir smith uh, what are you working on now you know uh, i i know that you've been in the recording studio recently so what can we look forward to coming out from you uh
1: at this point of time i uh, have been having a chat with melanie firstly i would the sound company series which i've done with her and nandan i would like to put it on spotify and uh, various other such platforms and right now i do have some compositions, compositions which which I did work with Melanie. Now, unfortunately, for the last two years, I have not been able to meet her, or even have had any hope to have met her. And my other musicians, my, you know, whether it's uh, Nande, Sudhi, Gayatri, Ma, who all play with me. But now slowly, I think we are starting to do so. I have been meeting up with um, Sudhi, and we are doing a particular show. Uh, for a particular segment in Boston, Boston uh, on the 14th of August. Uh, it's, a, it's an Indian diaspora. Uh, so, uh, apart from that, I have been composing certain things which unfortunately have not been able to go to the studio and uh, record. So, there's a song which, uh, and also I'm doing two songs which is. Um, is going to be These compositions are not mine Okay, and this has happened very rarely So there is one amazing uh, singer from uh, Bangalore She is a classical singer and also sings a lot of Carnatic folk Her name is M.B. Pallavi You will be able to find her uh, on YouTube the moment you type her that name She's a beautiful singer And she had composed a piece a long time back And she approached me uh if i would be interested in doing the instrumentation for this particular song and uh so really a beautiful song and i've done my level best to do it uh correct and uh hopefully within another month's time you should be able to get it okay so the instrumentation is completely done by me and uh, you know uh, the lyrics are also very beautiful so i had to match up the instrumental part to that The other one is uh, a composition by somebody called Shatshwar Chakraborty who I've known from my childhood. He had formed a band with another two people who I also knew called Niharika. It was a Bengali band and they used to sing um, uh, their original numbers. Okay. Um, And he had composed quite a lot of those songs. So one of the songs that remained with me which which I have always liked so, I, uh, in a conversation, I remember, remember whether I suggested that I would like to do the instrumentation or he suggested one of the two. Uh, but I've kind of almost completed that. That too will be ready probably within another month's time. Uh, it should get ready within a few days' time. But when you're working with people who are so far away and the process is kind of longer, so uh, these two tracks you should be into soon.
0: but again you know i'm 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 so uh, connected with the depth of the ocean and i'm i'm surprised that you said earlier and in all our conversations we've been having you've never said this to me by the way and i'm quite upset about it but there was a version <laughs> of it with the vocals and i would have loved to know that because i was going to ask you a question have You ever considered doing a version of The Depth of the Ocean with vocals because it, you know, maybe it would connect more with a, a lot more people, I, and it's completely yours. And as the creator, you have the right to put it out the way you want to. But I would have loved to know what the vocals on this were.
1: So, the vocals did not have any lyrics. Now, let me also tell you. You are amongst those few people who do not actually uh, give so much of importance to the lyrics. Okay. By and large, you will find that people give a lot of importance to the lyrics. Right. And without lyrics, uh, uh, things uh, won't mean anything. Right. So, uh, uh, whereas for me, the musical expression comes first. Although there are songs in the world which where the lyrics and the music both are so beautiful that and the combination is also so amazingly beautiful that they come together very very well um so uh depth of the ocean the vocals does not they they're not singing any lyrics the vocals have been used like another instrument okay okay yeah have you ever considered them sorry i i I did not know that you have not heard uh, uh, Depth of the Ocean, the original version that you got recorded. The original uh, version happened much, much earlier, about 36, uh, 37 years back. But yeah, when it got first recorded and I... Uh, um, my solo individual album uh, was Depth of the Ocean. So I will send you a link. Please do. Have you also... Okay, so...
0: Okay. So you, your are your anti-vocals on this depth of the ocean. I can see. Have you ever... No, I'm not anti-vocals. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I think what yeah. would be really nice, because the song is so powerful, you know, I think it truly is a powerful song that contributes to humanity with this message. What would be great is to have a, have a video to complement that song, you know, get a... You know, got get a great video that just has a... Because I think it will connect so well with people who have belief systems and even atheists, you know, who will be able to connect with this beautiful message that I think this song has. And, you know, uh, if I can have a fanboy moment, yeah, I would say, I think, I wish... That so your you, you common that friend, by the way, that this common <laughs> friend who just spoke to you about an opera, I wish he would take it upon himself and do a music video for The Depth of the Ocean. If you haven't thought about it, I'm planting that seed in your mind right now.
1: <laughs> um, okay. Uh, uh, a whole lot of people have actually said that there been, um, um, a video will be very good. Uh, it has to be a very sensitive filmmaker. I, this is definitely there be able to make a video out of it. And whether that video will have a storyline or maybe just visuals, all that. And uh, let me tell you, when Abhishek Ob- is um, planning to do this uh, opera, he is planning to uh, get the lyrics into it. And he would like to have one of the finest lyricists in the world. He's already named a few. I'm not going to talk about those. Yeah, sure. It's too much in uh, the initial stage.
0: Well, that's a very positive thing to know know that at least Abhishek, which we didn't mention his name now, but let's put it out. So, let's put pressure on Abhishek that he's got to do this and make it
1: happen. He's got many, many projects in hand. Let him finish these and then he'll start to work on this. If he finally does this, it will take not less than three to four years' time. For that to happen.
0: It's still worth waiting for. So the other thing, uh, Sushmid, I wanted to say was then. so with the introduction now in our world that we live in of things like Spotify and you know, uh, YouTube music and, and many other platforms, okay, is it easier for someone like yourself or even somebody new? To put their create their work and put it out there to the world
1: look i am a technology technologically technologically challenged and, and, and i understand very very little of these platforms at this point of time spotify and amazon and i tunes and uh i music there are so many different platforms that are there there are thousands of them and I really do not know. I have never been good at marketing. Although my uh, uh, in my education I was uh, taught to be a marketing person. That's where I did my management from, or uh, uh, I, I did the, my management in that particular subject. And my uh, before I gave up my jobs and stuck to music completely, I was a salesperson or a marketing person. But when it comes to music. I am zero as far as marketing is concerned. I've said this. And all I do believe in, I, I, all I believe in is that if you create good music, it will finally get picked up. Okay, and if people will recognize it, so that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm concentrating on, and I'm not going to concentrate on something that that I know that I'm I'm going to be a complete failure.
0: So, I said this to you before, Sir Smith, and very lovingly and fondly, you're a dinosaur in our midst. <laughs> but look, it's, uh, been, it's been great talking to you. I think that this song of yours, The Depth of the Ocean, has made such an impact. I know we could have talked about Intimacy and City Lights and Torrent and, and the Iceberg Project and they're all great tracks and they're all great, but the depth of the ocean has a very special place in my heart and that's why i wanted to talk to you just about this one song and i hope that i've done justice to it i'm going to put the link to it i'm going to humbly ask all of our listeners to listen to this track because it really is a very important contribution i think to humanity as we know it today so thank you for bringing this into our world thank you for thank you so much thank you for bringing it to Smith. and i can't wait to hear more of your music i can't wait to see the opera or the film and i definitely can't wait to see the music video <laughs> so thank you very much for talking to us and uh, yeah once again great track great great stuff thank you
1: thank you thank you so much bye-bye